and welcome to I Hear Design. My name is Katie Yale. I'm the Editor-in-Chief of Interiors and Sources Magazine. And today we are here with Sue Wadden, the Director of Color Marketing for Sherwin-Williams. And thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, I'm so excited. Thanks for having me, Katie. So I am super excited about the conversation we're having today. Um, I think when I was in undergrad, I actually took a, an interior design course in which my professor was um, a colorist. And so I became so fascinated in the work that colorists do. And I think that's an interesting thing that a lot of designers don't realize is, is how do these colors come about and, and all of the uh, those types of things. Um, and so I wanted to just kind of start off and talk to you about how are colors determined? Um, and particularly, you know, we're excited that we'll be announcing, helping Sherwin-Williams to announce the 2019 color of the year coming up. So like, yep, could, you, exciting. Yeah, could you give me a little bit of background about how are colors chosen and, and what do colorologists or colorists do? Sure. So um, I, I will. I will also, you know, let you know. I was an interior designer. Went to design school, and I I did not really have any idea of what color marketing was when I graduated from um, with my bachelor's in interiors. And I, I sort of um, landed in this job. I didn't really want to know. Like I wanted to go to a design firm, and I landed here. And it's been just an absolutely fascinating ride. So, what do I know about color marketing? Well. There's a um, there's people out here in the design field that um, their whole job is to kind of forecast and see where color direction is moving in the future. So it can be something as um, far out as like automotive design, which tends to cycle like five to ten five to ten years in advance. So mm. automotive colorists are working so far into the future to forecast, you know, one to two colors that an, uh, an automotive manufacturer will launch. Um, that's kind of the the one end of the, the spectrum. And to the other end is kind of what I do, which is talk to homeowners and designers about what's trending um, for interiors. Mm. Uh, so our color forecast does that for us. Um, we do lots of research throughout the year. Um, we go to industry shows, um, read lots of um, trend reports, magazines, anything really that we can get our eyes on. Um, that talks about color and where color is moving, fashion reports, and we gather all that stuff together. And then once a year, our team, which is about 15 of us now, um, who all represent different sort of sides of the um, of paint and coatings business for Sherman Williams, we get together and we powwow and we spend a week discussing what we think is gonna move us next um, into the color world and the trend world. And by the end of this, um, exciting week, we come up with a palette of colors. And um, it sounds a little chaotic, and it sort of is, but mm -hmm. it's amazing how it takes shape by, you know, the end of a, a, of a good brainstorming week. It's, it's, the process always amazes me. Mm -hmm. And with that, like, so you bring in all of these bits of inspiration, I guess, to, is there something that a place where you get inspiration that designers would be like, really shocked to find out that, this, you know, like this one color that was super popular, like we actually found that on, you know, through this type of inspiration. Um, is there anything I, like that? I think, I think so. I think there's definitely, there's not never like one big, huge idea. 
mm-hmm. um, that triggers that. It's also, it's just like a bunch of little, a little things that come together to sort of emerge and tell a story. A good example in our forecast for 2019 um, is a, a palette inspired by Africa. Mm. And it started, it started with the Marvel movie, Black Panther for me. And mm. um, it, I don't, I don't know if you saw the movie, but it was so, oh, yeah. it was yeah. so beautiful. <laughs> it focused on Afrofuturism. And so that concept like just kind of lodges itself in my brain. And then at our trend meeting, it just like the discussion of Africa started growing and this made in Africa aesthetic. And all of a sudden, you know, at the end of the week, I knew that that was a palette that we wanted to feature um, and a story Mm -hmm. we wanted to tell. So it can be anything. It can be something that's going on in, you know, entertainment. It can be something going on in and design for sure. It can be a travel log or, I mean, just inspiration. I guess you just never know where it's going to hit. But mm-hmm. I think the the power of a trend forecaster is they can recognize what's a trend um, and differentiate that from what's now, which um, that was a unique skill. It took me, it took me some time to develop that skill. It's not as intuitive as you'd think. Mm-hmm. You know, what makes me, uh, I, what I love hearing about that is that it seems like you start to notice color more in your everyday life. Like uh, when I was right out of college, I started working at uh, an architecture and interior design firm. And I had to put all of the hundreds of uh, fire sprinkler like symbols on blueprints. And since then, you know, it's been like 15 years and I still look up and look for all of the fire sprinklers, you know, and I noticed them. And like, do you think that like, it kind of makes your, your world a little brighter to be like always on the lookout for color and, and to kind of have that connection? It it definitely does. And it's not, Mm. it's just, it's color, but it's beyond color. So it's a shape or a form. Like I am currently obsessed with mushrooms and Mm. sort of mushroom tones. And um, that finds its way into our forecast. But now everywhere I go, I am seeing like, heirloom mushrooms and mushroom patterns and mushroom textures and all <laughs> sorts of mushroom references. And it, it becomes like, like almost like a, you know, a, a fun search, like, all right. And it's validation as well. Like if we're seeing this emerge into the marketplace and we're talking about it, it's good to see the validation of seeing this everywhere or Parisian references or African references or mm-hmm. um, kind of any of the little snackables that we talk about in our forecast. Mm-hmm. And you were saying that with the 2019 color, it really came from, you know, this uh, inspiration of uh, of Africa and the imagery from um, from Black Panther. Are you seeing though, like colors being more global, or are you seeing them kind of going towards a um, uh, a localized color scheme? I definitely. I definitely think there's there's a couple things going on. I think because the because social media offers up such a global platform, we're exposed to imagery from all over the world. And so in some senses, I think that there is this there's always going to be moving forward a global aesthetic. And it's interesting to see where that shapes up. But we're also hyper local. You know, we're also dialed into what's going on in our region, in our little pocket of the world that I think there are um, there's still a place for regional regionalism and color selection. For instance, if you're in the Pacific Northwest, there are colors that just aren't going to look as great in sort of the the darker seasonal changes versus Florida. So all those considerations do um, they do take place. 
But when we talk about macro forecasting or, or big thinking when it t- comes to color, we tend to we try to stay pretty global mm-hmm. um, so that the appeal um, can be talked about for all sorts of people all over the mm-hmm. globe. Awesome. Now, going going towards this, this color of the year, which we're excited will be announced on September 12th. Um, <laughs> I'm so excited about it. Uh, and so how are you thinking this color is going to tie into the themes we're already seeing in interior design? Well, so I will um, give you just a little mm-hmm. hint. The, the color is from one of our palettes from our forecast, which is called mm-hmm. Wanderer. And um, this collection is all about inspiration from the American Southwest. Mm-hmm. We had, before our, our, our trend meeting we, in last December, in fact, we had seen fashion, um, Parisian fashion designers specifically, um, showing like American cowgirl aesthetics on the runway. So it was everything from like Argentinian inspiration to, to really like the American Southwest. And it got us to start thinking about what that would mean for design. And it was such a relatable um, fashion trend that I could see in home like in an instant. So we started the discussion and started the thinking about, all right, so how would this palette um, kind of commercialize itself into a trend palette? And then it led us down the path of um, Desert Modern, which is sort of an aesthetic that emerged through the mid-century vibe in Mm -hmm. Palm Springs. Um, in the 50s and 60s. And then we saw it again in the 90s um, when Ralph Lauren sort of reinvented like the idea of Desert mm-hmm. Modern um, and made it like this sort of American American style, um, casual and comfortable and leathers and um, just beautiful mm-hmm. living. And so now we're equating uh, what we see for 2019, kind of, kind of getting back to that idea. So it's a, a collection of colors that's, um, and, and our color of the year in particular comes from that. But the collection is really um, inspired by natural elements of the desert, canyons, and, and big sky country, and sort of this like freedom and vastness, um, which I am really excited about. The color is, um, it's warm and rich, and, and it's one of my all-time favorites. So I'm trying not to give it away, but I, <laughs> I absolutely love this color. And this is part of the, the palace that were released around Neocon, correct? Yes, yeah. So that's our forecast palette, um, and it and it comes from that, which is actually that's a um, something we mm-hmm. might want to talk about is how there's always sort of one key color. So our palette this year is okay. 42 hues, um, and they're all directional colors that we're seeing that are going to be important in you know 2020. Uh, but there's always one color that sort of comes to life and activates itself as like a really important color, and that's uh, where our color okay. of the year comes from. So it's, it's a color that we think is going to be in interiors, it's going to be at shows, it's going to be in product design, it's going to be out there in the marketplace. And the recognition is this is the one color that we want to feature and talk about uh, okay. for the following year. So that's where our color of the year comes from, which I think is interesting. And I don't know that um, most people know that. I think they maybe feel like it just sort of comes out of, the, comes out of nowhere, but there's a lot of research that goes into it. Okay, great. Sorry about that. Uh, Let's hear. So I do need to stop this and restart it because you're not recording it anymore, I don't think. Does it show you still uh, with the waves? It does. It says, yeah, recording. But the waves are still showing up on that line? 
Okay, perfect. Yes. So what it does is it saves on both of our sides. Yeah, so as long oh, as cool. you still see your waves going, we do have it backing okay. up. Okay, great. Yes, and I, I'm, I've got okay, my waves perfect. and I see okay. your waves. <laughs> There's lots of waves. All right, great. Um, so what I think is so interesting about you saying that is that, yeah, I, I am so interested in color and in color of the year, but it is always kind of like, where did this come from? You know, sometimes it's just very much like, mm -hmm. I, I don't understand. Um, and so I think that's really interesting right. that, that being able to see that this is going to be not just an interiors thing, but that you're going to be seeing it across all of these markets. Um, yes, definitely. And that's why it's an important color. You know, it doesn't, it needs to live just beyond architectural paint. And I think that's why for designers, um, it can be, it, it can be an important color to watch, even if it's not the color that you want to paint in a client's home or the, the color that you want mm -hmm. to bring into your home, own home. Designers can look at it as a directional mm -hmm. kind of compass for where color is going. And I think that's valuable information and, and maybe misunderstood um, sometimes. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, I know that it, to me, it's always kind of seemed like, okay, this is, uh, you know, like um, Miss America, but it's like, here's Miss Color of the Year. And like, everything's supposed to be this color rather than like <laughs> inspiration. Um, and so I really like that. I like that because you also, if you really notice all of these colors of the year, you notice that they really can often, they are often stepped off each other, I feel like. So it, you tend to have, you know, I, they, absolutely. it's not like all of a sudden absolutely. the next year it's just gone and you can't use it anymore. Um, exactly. And I think that's important. Um, and I think that's an important distinction. You know, there's some colors of the year that are out there that are really geared mm -hmm. towards all sorts of industries. But for our, the work we do, it is, it's geared mm -hmm. towards interiors, definitely. Um, and so the colors maybe are just a, a tad different, like maybe a little softer or maybe something that you wouldn't see that's as bright on a wall. And I think that's mm -hmm. important to note as well. Um, but yeah, we, we, we hope yeah. that we don't take the with other <laughs> other companies that's always the fear and mm -hmm. um so far so good right that hasn't happened yet for the most part um but it's it's interesting like i've seen some flooring companies come out with their colors of the year and i've seen now other industries kind of um jumping in and having some fun with what they think is directional color and at the end of the day it just informs all of us on where design is going and to me that is a powerful tool for designers um, that are working on their own projects and want that information mm -hmm. for how they talk to their homeowners. So I look at it that way, that this is um, oftentimes a guideline and a guidepost to where we think things are going. And, you know, this is what we see and mm -hmm. have at it. Designers, have some fun. And just as kind of a fun question, um, have you seen anything uh, like home goods that was, that were, was created in the color of the year and you just kind of went, huh, I did not expect that color to come out on that product. <laughs> yes, definitely. Definitely. And so Oceanside was our color of the year last yeah. year, this year, last year, this year. Um, and it's a really beautiful, mm -hmm. deep jewel tone teal. I mean, it's absolutely gorgeous. And we had seen it 
all sorts of places from cars to couches and sofas to, you know, whole walls to kids furniture. And for, I did not, I think that was a really, um, a good color, not just color of the year. I just think it was a good selection because it was so versatile out there in the marketplace. And we just, over the course of the year after launch, saw it everywhere on all sorts of products. I'm trying to think of what was the, the most unique. I'll think, I'll have to think about that and, and, and blurt it out when I, rem when I think of what I wanted to, like the okay, coolest thing great. I saw um, color. Yeah, I worked at a, okay, yeah. <laughs> oh, I think I know. Wait, I think I know. Um, when we were at Builder Show, in January, um, you know, the International Builder Show, huge show, and there was appliances done in the color of the year and in Oceanside. I thought that's absolutely mm -hmm. rad. I can't believe it. And that's it was great. Beautiful. And so what is kind of the, you know, I think that the, the history of color is so fascinating. And how long has Sherwin-Williams been working on a color of the year? So it's, this is our ninth year next year, 2020 will be our, the following year, I should say, is going to okay. be our, our 20th year, our 10th year. And uh, so yeah, nine years, a long time. Um, and, you know, I think we've evolved and grown as the um, sort of the, the initiative has built, you know, in the industry. Mm -hmm. um, so it gets more and more fun every year. And um, so I think that's great. But, you know, for mm -hmm. color forecasting, we've been doing that for a long time, 20 years, 25 years in different, in different ways and iterations, but, um, it's not going away anytime soon. And I think sure. what, you know, that makes me think of, uh, as a design historian, looking at color across, you know, the last century, it's so interesting because right now, especially we're seeing, you know, yeah. colors from like the seventies and eighties coming back, but they seem a lot more mature almost. They, they seem, uh, as if they've been contemplated. And so that's, it, it's interesting that's to nice think of to like, it. oh yeah, that's the colors nice of the year, you know, these are things that we've really been studying for a while, but the, the strong studying has only really happened in the last, you know, 20, 30 years. I mean, you can go all the way back to the damsels in design who worked on, uh, you know, the interiors of cars, but still the technology wasn't there to be able to do as much with color as we have now. Um, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank goodness. Validating my existence. <laughs> you know, I think that that's a great, um, maybe that's a topic for another day, but assigning colors mm -hmm. or one to two colors for the decades. You know, if you really do a, mm -hmm. a look back on what, um, what key colors were for, you know, decades, it's an interesting, it's an interesting study, you know, like through the years I've learned, like say turquoise, you know, turquoise emerged as one of the, the colors of the 1950s, but that was because technology mm -hmm. was able to finally produce that color. So until that point, you couldn't get a coating in that color because the technology wasn't there. So like the 1940s were a little bit somber in tone, you know, it was the war years, it was all those things. And then as we emerge into the excitement of the 1950s, all of a sudden there's this beautiful, vibrant color, turquoise, that we didn't, that people had never seen before. So then all of a sudden it's on cars, it's on, you know, appliances, it's in kitchens, it's all over the place. And then it becomes this, you know, color of a decade, really. Um, so that's, I just mm -hmm. think that's absolutely fascinating about color. You know, 1980s had a lot of color and a lot of pattern and a lot of excitement. 
But I remember for design, it was mauve and gray. I mean, that was just mm-hmm. everywhere. And I was, I was, you know, young, youngish during that decade. But even, even now I can recognize what an important color or colors those were to the eighties. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And you, you know, uh, just about anybody, even if they're not in the design industry, can walk into a pink bathroom and go, oh, <laughs> I know what this is, you know? <laughs> yes. Pink tiles, oh, green tiles, right? Oh. oh, man, that was my, those were my bathrooms growing mm-hmm. up. We had one bathroom that was all pink and black and one bathroom that was all uh, teal and I black. I love it. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, great. And so is there anything else uh, before we kind of wrap up this first part uh, that you want to say about the color of the year and how the history of this has really uh, come together? I just think it is um, an option for designers to look forward about what's coming in color. Um, The color is um, absolutely beautiful and sort of indicative of where I think design is going to go for the next decade. Um, so I hope everyone's excited to see it and uh, waiting for the big reveal. And I can't wait to tell you all about it in the second half of this podcast. All right. Great. Thanks so much. Okay. Thank you. Uh, yeah. Thanks. Bye.